Hello, and welcome to the Soulful of It podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Raquel, and today I'm joined by an intuitive guide who uses the principles of manifestation, energy healing, deep mindset training, and breath work to help people become their most embodied, authentic selves and naturally manifest the life of their dreams. Alicia McNeil. If you enjoy this episode, please remember to go give it a five-star rating on iTunes and share it out with your networks. All right, let's jump into it. Hello, Alicia. I'm so stoked to have you joining us for this episode today. Hi, good afternoon. I'm so excited to be here. I listened to one of your episodes lately, and it was the Plant Alchemy episode and I loved it so much and it made me so excited and I just put on my essential oils um, before this started. (laughs) Oh my gosh, same. I literally just doused myself in essential oils. (laughs) (laughs) On brand. I love it. That's so great. And it's such a treat to have you here. You're just such a powerhouse of positivity is how I would describe you. Mm, Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to be here and to share some of what I'm passionate about and and some of my magic. So since this is the Soulful of It podcast and we do have a monthly astrology and tarot segment that we do, and I'm an astrologer, I always really enjoy having my guests share their sun, moon, and rising signs to give our listeners a quick insight into who you are before we really get into who you are and what you're all about. So do you remember your sun, moon, and rising signs? Yes, I do. I always almost get these mixed up, but I am a Sagittarius sun. I definitely resonate with that a lot. A Virgo moon, resonate with that a lot. And an Aquarius rising. I'm still learning about what an Aquarius is, but I hear a lot that I am totally an Aquarius rising. So apparently I resonate with that one too. (laughs) I would definitely agree with that. And I have a quick sentence that I put together to sum you up astrologically to share with you. Are you ready to hear it? I'm ready. Okay. So you are the adventurer, which is your Sagittarius sun, with the soul of the integrator, which is your Virgo moon placement, who appears to the world as the innovator, which is that Aquarius rising. Oh, oh my goodness. Adventurer, integrator, and innovator. Wow, I resonate with that so deeply. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. Oh my goodness, I want to write that down. (laughs) I love thinking about these three main pieces of our chart, right? Our sun, our moon, our rising who we are in our identity, who we are on the inside, how we see ourselves, that's the moon, and how other people see us and how we tend to navigate the world. And with you having that Aquarius energy, it's very much just a sense of flow and a sense of owning your own genius. And I so get that from you. And it just makes me so excited to get to have your expertise here on my podcast to share with our amazing listeners. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to share more and I really appreciate that reflection. I'm all about it. And let's just jump right into all this goodness. We're going to start out by chatting about manifestation magic. 
my first question for you is what brought you into doing this work as being a manifesting coach? Mm, what brought me into this work? So, you know, I, I spent a large chunk of my life, if not my entire life before, um, before beginning to do self-healing and inner healing work, feeling extremely insecure in who I am and my body and my personality and my voice and all of that. And whenever I was in college, I began developing different eating disorders and addiction to exercise. And I actually suffered with binge eating and bulimia and anxiety and depression for pretty significantly for about five or six years. And as I began healing after I hit like a all-time low moment, which usually is a moment for a lot of people when they really begin to turn their life around, as I began doing some inner healing work, I noticed that as I began to meet needs within myself, such as giving myself self-love, um, I began to heal the addictions because I was giving myself what I really needed. And because I was filling up internally, my life started to evolve and shift. I started to attract relationships, friendships, mentors who I just felt so seen with, so unconditionally loved with. And I started to feel pulled to different places to live and different career opportunities and different coaches and leaders. And it was like I noticed that my external world was improving as my internal world was improving. And as I made that aha moment, I started learning about manifestation and I was like, holy crap, this is like a real thing that you can deliberately learn about and study and, and consciously use. And I've always been super, super passionate about helping people. And, um, it just kind of evolved from there. I've been really, really passionate about using these different tools to help people really love themselves and their lives, their lives, um, in these past couple of years. That's all so beautiful. And it's also such a Virgo moon thing to kind of look for ways that you can serve others and how you can help them, especially with things that you've struggled with personally. So thank you so much for sharing all of that. I know that can't have been easy to have navigated. Yeah, yeah. Um, it definitely, it definitely wasn't easy, um, and it totally is my my Virgo moon. I love that you bring that up. Um, but yeah, you know, it wasn't easy. But I really, really, deeply, truly know to my core that my soul chose this path, and I went to such deep, deep dark places because it was going to lead to my purpose. If I didn't experience the darkness, you know, I, I even had moments where I questioned my life. And I, I think that's actually a lot more normal than we really realize or talk about. But without having that contrast, I actually wouldn't even know like 
how good it feels to feel good, you know, and I wouldn't have the passion to serve and help others because now that I've been there, I, I know other people are there and I'm like, oh my gosh, you have to, I mean, you don't have to, but if you feel called to this kind of work, let me support you and guide you because it gets to be this good on the other side. Absolutely. And you're totally right when it comes to like having walked the walk. Like I'm not going to go to somebody who is dead ass broke and ask them how I should be investing my money. Right. You know, <laughs> totally. Like, if you haven't been there, I don't know that I'm interested in, in giving, being given your advice, but to be somebody who's been there, someone who's seen those depths, who's had those questions and had the courage to ask them, even if they're scary to ask, why am I here? What am I doing? What's the purpose here? Even when it feels hopeless to ask those questions, it's so important and it's so empowering and it's just awesome. I love it. And mm. so that kind, of, <laughs> that kind of segues us into my next question for you about manifestation, which is what is your equation for manifestation and like what does it actually take? to manifest something or someone. Yeah, yeah. So my equation for manifestation is so, so, so simple, okay? I I was explaining this to a new, um, a new class the other night, and they said it was the simplest way they've ever learned manifestation. So there's two steps, two main steps. The first step is to have a clear intention. So what are you trying to create in your life? Are you trying to create you know, internal peace and confidence or abundance? Or are you trying to attract a new partnership or friendship into your life or a home, um, a move, a career, whatever it may be? Have that clear intention. And then the second step is an elevated emotion. So we're pairing a clear intention with an elevated emotion. And what that means is to embody the frequency, embody the feelings of already having what it is that you desire. So if you are attracting a new home where you feel very peaceful and aligned and happy and safe and whatever it may be that you want to feel, we want to create those sensations within your body because the, the, the purpose for this is because our thoughts, which are our intentions, are sending little electricity signals out into the universe. So what we think about, we, we bring about. So as we're thinking thoughts that are clear intentions, we're sending the signal out into the universe, into this infinite energetic field that we all get to use. We're all always using it, just most people don't realize that. And their thoughts are very negative or um, not in the direction that they want to be living life. They're repeating patterns of the past and that's manifesting patterns of the past to keep replaying. So as I was saying, the thought sends a signal out. That's the first step. And then the elevated emotion brings the event to you. So the thought sends a signal out, the emotion draws the experience back. And 
this has been studied and proven in depth psychology and quantum physics and all of these different modalities. And I love studying the science behind it because it really helps my like analytical mind and subconscious mind really believe like, oh my gosh, this actually works. And um, so, th- so those are the the two main steps and, and really the intention of the second step is, or, or you could even maybe consider this a third step is to live backwards. So we're living as if we already have the desire that we want. So if you, uh, we can just stick with the same example. If you're trying to call in a new home, that feels really good for you. Okay. So we're sending out the clear signals. This is what I want. We're using different tools to create the sensations within the body. And then you get up from that practice and you walk through your current home. And as if it's your future home, like feeling gratitude, even if you're living in your parents' basement, feeling as if you are already there. And it it, it might sound a little wonky or wild or cuckoo, whatever it may be, because we weren't taught this growing up, but I've seen and experienced hundreds or even thousands of stories. So it, it, it really works, but it's kind of like developing a whole new way of living and being. Yeah, there's definitely like an us versus them mentality that exists, I think, especially in American culture where it's like the poor people are pitted against the rich people instead of like questioning the systems in place, like not just being like, oh, you have so I cannot have. It's the have, have not dilemma. I think it's so easy for folks to get swept into that. So a question I have for you building on that is – to kind of help bring this into light for our listeners about ways that you've been successful with manifestation. Do you have any stories of things or homes or people that you've manifested through this intention and this practice of embodying the frequency that you'd like to share with us? Yes, I do. (laughs) I think my example about the home (laughs) – was so on my mind because that is like my most recent major manifestation. I I have always wanted to live in California and I've always felt a pull to San Diego ever since I was little and watched like little surf movies and I didn't know why. And um, long story short, in this past year, I began to really begin to feel into what it would be like to live in California. And I had many blocks come up of unworthiness and scarcity and internal blocks that that tend to come up and keep us stuck where we are, even if our mind isn't, isn't super happy with being there. And um, after I worked through those and um, did some practices and it felt like the right time, I posted in a Facebook group and I said, you know, this is what I'm looking for. I'd like to move this month. And then I just surrendered it over to the universe. And three hours later, I had a woman respond to me and she said, hey, I have a home for you. It's two blocks from the beach. We have an outdoor living room. 
Um, you can use my surfboards. It will be furnished and all of this stuff. And it was uh, more affordable than I even imagined. I thought I'd be spending double of what, what I'm spending. And it was just like very aligning. And the best part of that is that the home came with a roommate who we are just like, you know, those soul family relationships where you just meet and you feel so connected right off the bat. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's that, it's that kind of relationship. And, um, there's, there's a point here that I'd like to make and it's that, you know, it's easy to want to manifest things like a home, a car, a purse, you know, things like that. But what I really, really like to work on with people is going so much deeper into the healing work of worthiness and self-love and um, alchemizing fear into peace and, you know, feeling contracted into expansion because whenever we're in that place, we're going to naturally manifest um, relationships into our life that are really, really incredible. And I think even though I attracted this home, right, it wouldn't mean anything to me after a day or two without the self-love that I've manifested within myself that has allowed me to naturally attract all of these friends and um, dating experiences and business partners and, you know, podcast interviews with people that are just so incredible. So I I would really say ultimately my internal self-love and then the relationships in my life are my like top two manifestations for sure. That's all so epic. I love it. And there's a lot of different things that you said in that that I feel like I could respond to, which could be its whole <laughs> own episode easily. But first around the idea of surrender. I think in society, it's so easy for us to become so armored up that surrender, like vulnerability, so many of us have believed for so long. Some people their whole lives, some people even listen to this now, maybe haven't had the aha that surrender can be sweet. It doesn't have to be horrible or hard that you can – even just making that connection, putting that out there, it takes vulnerability to put out into the forum. This is what I'm looking for and also courage in yourself and alignment in your own desires to be able to say, and I'll settle for nothing less because that's what I deserve. And I just – I love that story. I love everything that you shared and for that to open up this magnetism for you to attract now not only the perfect environment that you had been seeking, but also the people that are going to help enrich the environment that you're now occupying to make that such an excellent experience for everybody. Like that's the point, right? That's, I love this. I love this so much, Alicia. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. There's so many little pieces to it. Um, But yeah, surrender is huge and, and yeah, it's been, it's been really incredible. So another question that came to my mind while you were sharing with us about your amazing living situation is that I'm wondering what your take is on whether or not folks should 
share what they're trying to manifest with others or not. And this is coming from a place of, you know, there's like this belief with blowing out your birthday candles on your birthday that you can't tell anybody what you're wishing for. And I think that's really rooted in fear that if we speak it out loud to other people, it becomes real, we become accountable for it, or worse, the naysayers can come up and try to talk us out of it or reflect back to us how we don't deserve it or it's unattainable and all of that garbage. So I'm curious, what's your take on whether or not folks should be sharing with others what they're trying to manifest or if they should keep it to themselves? Mm, That is a beautiful, beautiful question. I would say that it depends. And my reason for saying that is because living this way and believing that we get to have it all if we desire and that by having it all and filling up on pleasure and love and abundance actually helps others. It doesn't take from others because we're filling up and we're overflowing to everyone around us. So to live with those beliefs is not the norm right now. It's just not. And if you want to share, so so there's there's a couple pieces to this. I will say, absolutely, I think sh- having a community to share with is huge because when you're seen in your desires, you're making it more real when you speak it aloud. I've had a lot of students and clients that are really actually afraid to even write down their desires because they're afraid that if they write it down, then it it, be, it begins to become real. And then it's like, well, what if it doesn't happen? Then I'm going to be so disappointed in myself. But I always ask them like, well, you're thinking, you're still thinking about it all the time, right? So why not play with me for a little bit and, and just write them down and let's make them a little bit more real and then see like, where are the blocks to that? Um, but, but my little caveat here is that the naysayers, like what you said, that there can be people who will like shit on your, your desires and say, you know, that's not going to work. Or, you know, when you know, you're going to like face an uphill battle, I I wouldn't share like there's plenty of friends that I have who I just don't fully talk about what I'm manifesting in my life because they're not me. And I don't want to have to convince myself or or them of what I'm believing. In fact, I'm just now kind of making this connection that every big manifestation that I've had and, and like a courageous move, like moving across the country and starting an online business and investing in certain coaches and all of these different things. I think if I shared them with the people around me, I know they would have just been giving me their opinions that that disagreed. So I just kept it to myself <laughs> and and did it and then shared with, with certain people. So I would say um, like tune in to, to, to that. And if you want to share it with people, then find a community, like ask the universe for some friends that you can share it with. Does that answer your question? Yeah, definitely. I I feel the same way too, to be honest, is that the discretion is – it's not easy to have to be able to tell 
almost, I don't want to say like who's safe to share it with, but you have to be able to identify who are your real cheerleaders, like really, because there are people that we love and we keep them around for an entire lifetime, maybe even that we know that if we bring them our big dream or our idea or what we're working on, that they're just going to be a no person. Oh, that can't happen because of this. Oh, wow. Really that like, and laugh at a dream and it's so hard to like hold on to something and keep fighting towards something if you have people whispering in your ear that it's not realistic. Totally. Yeah. And, you know, it's I want to make a point that it's not necessarily like the other person's fault. Um, It's just that we're all actually living in our own worlds. Like, our past and what we've seen in life shapes what we believe to be possible. So whenever I started my online business, I I needed to invest in a, in a coach. And it was like, I think it was $6,000. It was a lot. It was a significant chunk of change, especially for my first large investment aside from college ever. And I called my dad and spoke to him about it. And I kind of knew he would have this reaction, but he told me, you know, honey, it's going to take you 20 plus years to make the kind of money you say you're going to be making. And he was just giving me all of these perceptions because that's what he experienced in his own life. And that's what he saw his dad experience and people around him experience. But I knew, I knew, and I trusted, I believed, and I followed that feeling within me that was saying like, actually no like don't listen to him like this is your truth this is what you get to have and I was right and and my dad was wrong um and and it's not his fault like I'm not gonna go rub it in his face because he had he has like different filters that he looks through yeah absolutely and he was coming from a place of of love and experience and going wow I've not seen that happen before so what's the likelihood that it would happen for you, even though I love you so much. And I want that for you, but I also want to temper your expectations. And we can get into cycles, I think, really easily with that. And that's why people often do become their parents, because we're like, we're encouraged to become our parents. We are conditioned to become our parents. We are observing and manifesting what we observe and what we perceive to be possible. Like what you were saying, I I feel all of that. So I think that's all so important to share because it shows that it's an important piece in manifestation to be able to identify the people who are going to cheer for you and the people who, no matter how good their intentions are or how much they love you, can't or won't. Totally. Yes, absolutely. And we need these cheerleaders. It's it's so good. If if you're listening to this and you have no cheerleaders, we're cheering you on, okay? We're fourth with you. <laughs> yes, we are. We definitely are. And it's two Sagittarius sun signs here. So it's a lot of cheering and we're very loud. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> so wrapping up some of these questions about manifestation so we can dig into some of your breathwork magic. I am curious if you have any quick tips for people who are hoping to become better manifestors themselves. Yeah, yeah. So I would say everything that you desire outside of you begins with your internal relationship with you. 
So begin to create a relationship with yourself. Look yourself in the eyes, in the mirror, and place one hand on your heart, one hand on your lower belly, and begin to speak really kind words to yourself. I love you. I see you. I'm grateful for you. You did a good job today. Really beginning to develop that relationship with yourself and and compassion and kindness with yourself is going to create love within your body and and love is magnetic um and then aside from that I would begin to start practicing those steps that I talked about earlier yes to have that clear intention and the elevated emotion and to do everything you can to embody the frequency of what you're attempting to attract Totally. Yeah, totally. And aside from that, like have fun. Don't take it too seriously. This is, this is life. Like this thing, I can see people taking it so, so, so seriously and thinking like, if I don't do my breath work or my, my meditation, then I'm not going to manifest the thing I want. Like this invisible energy field wants to support you. It, it doesn't have a personality. It's actually always sending you what you are thinking about and what you are vibrating. So it actually doesn't matter if you do certain practices or if you are really, really kind or, you know, I, I see people in the spiritual realm still trying to fit into a perfect little box to feel worthy of receiving. And even some of my students will have these fears, like if I don't do my practices, then I'm not going to receive. And that's actually not true. When we believe that we get to receive what we are calling in, we will receive it regardless of how we're feeling and how we're being. The intention of the internal healing practices is to just make it a lot easier and to develop a deeper relationship with yourself so that you don't actually need to use your mind all the time to convince yourself to attract. You just naturally are a magnet and flowing with life. Lovely. And I agree. It's so important to have fun and to loosen up and not to become too rigid or too dependent even on practices and things that can change, right? Like if I'm always focused on my breathwork practice and then suddenly I'm ill and I'm having actually a hard time breathing, I can't allow that to spiral me because at that moment, if I'm I'm unwell, that's the time when I'm going to need the ability to manifest more than ever, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So to finish us up with this manifestation part of the interview – My last question for you on manifestation is, are there any misconceptions about manifestation that you would like to speak to? Mm, Yeah, I think I, I think I jumped the gun there with my, with my last little message just about, um, I'll just recap it a little bit is, you know, um, don't fear feeling fear. There's, um, Whenever I talk about embodying the emotion of what it will feel like to have it or high, if you see the term like raise your vibration and feel good and good vibes only, 
a high vibration and a magnetic vibration is truth. It's truth with where you are right now. So this is what I see happen a lot. People start to feel fear. They start to feel scarcity and they start to freak out a little bit. And they're like, oh no, I can't feel this. I'm going to manifest more fear. I'm going to manifest more bad stuff. And they resist it and they try and think positive or say the gratitude list or do a practice to get out of the feeling of fear. But when we're taking action from a place of fear, we're putting fear energy into our action. So that's actually very backwards and it's it's not the effective way to go. So what we want to do instead is allow yourself to become neutral and accept the emotion that you're in knowing that truth is magnetic and that you still get to receive even if you're feeling um, um, a painful emotion that doesn't change your worthiness. And then as we begin to accept the emotion, it begins to neutralize in our body. We're no longer resisting it and growing it. And from that place of neutrality, we get to bring in the um, gratitude or the positive thought and then shift into a, a feeling that feels better, like love or gratitude or peace or, or something like that. But don't run from the fear is essentially what I'm what I'm trying to say here. And you know, what really helped like hone that in to me was realizing that powerful people, like people we look up to, they feel pain, they feel fear, they feel anxiety, they feel stress. They're not immune to the events happening within 2020. But they don't let those feelings sway what they believe that they get to receive, right? They don't let that take their power away. That's so beautiful and so grounding in reality to bring up that example of powerful people. It's so easy for us to like look at someone and go, oh, they're a doctor and that must be so hard and I couldn't be a doctor. But it's like, no, bitch, they're a doctor, you could be a doctor. Like the fact that they're a doctor shows that it can be done. The fact that they're an astronaut shows that it can be done. Everything that you think that you can't have that someone else has, you can have. You just have to believe it. And believing it, it can be really hard, especially when you're in a place or you feel stuck and you're just in these cycles. So many of us just live our lives on repeat pattern cycles never questioning the status quo and and wondering at the same time, well, why am I so fucking miserable? Because I'm living in a cage of my own thoughts. Like, think and dream bigger. Look at what people have that you think that you want and imagine that you already have it and hold the foundation that you do deserve it. It's hard. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, it's hard, but you just summarized it so well, and we all get to do that. And and what's cool is like it, it, it feels really good when we start believing like, yeah, I can be a doctor, and we're feeling into it. It's like, whoa, this feels like really good to feel this. Yeah, definitely. So moving us into some breathwork questions, I love that you are a breathwork facilitator. I'm so intrigued by that. I know very little personally, so I'm very excited 
to dive into some of these questions. And I'm sure that some of our listeners are also, like me, maybe new to the concept of breathwork. And even those who are listening who are already familiarized, I'm curious, what is your personal definition of breathwork? Yeah. So to me, breathwork is the number one self-healing modality. And I, I really believe that. And breathwork is a powerful self-healing tool to unhook the mind and drop into the subconscious mental body, which is stored within the, the physical body and really supportive in releasing old patterns that are keeping you stuck and raising your vibrational set point. Lovely. So how did you become a breathwork facilitator? Like what was the journey to that like? Well, I did a breathwork. I, I did a meditative breathwork um, med- meditation last summer and I just sat up at the end of it and was feeling all of this energy in my body and I was feeling so expanded and I didn't even know I don't think I even knew the word expanded. I didn't know what that felt like. And essentially I was feeling my my spirit, my essence. And it felt so good. It felt like something that I had been chasing and looking for in books and in podcasts and in um meditation and and it just within 20 minutes I felt it it felt so good and I just knew immediately I had to share it with the world so I signed up to become a facilitator and I've been passionate in integrating it into um, my life and and my community's life ever since that's so awesome I love that you received and then you decided that you wanted to go share so that others could receive. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a pattern that I'm working on, you know, allowing myself to receive and not always giving it away um, personally. But but yeah, I, I can't keep breathwork to myself. I'm obsessed with sharing it with people because their, their reactions are so similar to mine. They don't all become facilitators, but they they all are like, whoa, that was so cool. <laughs> well, not everybody is an integrator like you are. It's part of your magic. Mm, you're right. Thank you. <laughs> so for anybody who might be like, I don't know about breath work. I'm not sure that I want to do that. What does that even look like? Why might somebody want to begin practicing breath work? Like what are the benefits? Mm, yeah, so breath work, there's there's a lot of benefits. Um, there's like mental, physical, and spiritual. So I'll just I'll just list off a few. There's um, reduction in stress and anxiety. It's it's almost like a um, like liberation from feeling that like tension in your chest or in your head or in your belly. Um, there's the ability to manifest because we can integrate in certain frequencies that we want to feel in our body with the breath. There is, um, you know, immunity, uh, improving your immune system. Um, as you're breathing, you're alkalizing the blood, you're, you're shifting, 
um, your pH balance, you are activating the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland. And um, this is also known as like um, the third eye. And you are, um, you have the ability to tap into spiritual gifts. So I've had people like, one example is is um, one of my students, Amy, and she lives in the middle of the country, like in the, in the middle of nowhere, and she's she doesn't have anyone spiritual around her, and she's doing breath work, and she's so new to it, and she's like, oh my gosh, I think I'm connecting with my dead dad, like I'm connected to him through the breath. Um, and I have so many stories like that of just like really mystical, magical experiences. And, um, although there's like all these physical benefits too, like I haven't been sick since practicing breathwork beginning last summer. And I used to get sick at least three or four times a year. Um, but I'm just so obsessed with the emotional and spiritual side of things. So I usually talk mostly about that. (laughs) Yeah, it's D, all of the above. There's a little bit of everything that you can benefit from with breath work, it sounds like. Totally. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it, and breath and, and spirit mean the same thing in many languages. So it's really like allowing yourself to unhook your mind and just let your, your breath do the healing, the physical healing, uh, or your spirit do the healing, the physical healing, the mental healing, the emotional healing, all of that. Lovely. So in your own personal life, and I know you've touched on this a little bit, so maybe you'll want to take it a different direction. How has breathwork had a positive impact on you personally? Breathwork has had a positive impact on me personally because I still experience anxiety and fear and overwhelm and stress you know, I'm still a human and I still experience those sensations. And whenever I notice those sensations coming up, I know that they're data and they're telling me like either you need um, nature or water or food or a break or breath. Oftentimes it's breath. So I'm always using my my breath patterns like my um, shorter integrative breath patterns throughout the day just allowing me to feel safe in my body in my business if I'm at a social setting and I begin to experience social anxiety I can use my breath to create calm in my body and anchor into my body um I use it all the time, but I would say the number one thing that it supports me on is like feeling good at home and safe in my body. What a beautiful feeling to have. Yeah, it's it's a really, really good feeling. I feel like my voice is like lowering and like <laughs> shifting into that feeling. <laughs> you must be doing some breathwork practices in between questions, aren't you? <laughs> I'm not, but I'm imagining like that feeling. I'm I'm so used to it. I guess I can just kind of anchor into it, just imagining myself breathing. <laughs> I love that. That's great. That just means you're embodying the practice. You're embodying the frequency, which just connects it straight back to the manifestation conversation that we started this podcast episode out with. Totally. Yeah. Embodiment is everything to me. I'm 
I'm so devoted to being an embodiment of the work I teach. It's it's interesting too because it feels like my my human self, my mind doesn't always want that. Like this morning, my my mind was like, I'd rather just lay in bed and scroll on Instagram or watch something. But I've been identifying with my spiritual self so much more that I just follow that guidance regardless of what my my like human Alicia mind is telling me and it's just like full-on devotion to this work (laughs) that's so lovely so for folks who are newer to the concept like myself and maybe aren't very sure where to begin with all this breathwork madness (laughs) and magic what kinds of free tools or resources are accessible to somebody who's interested in breath work, but maybe isn't sure where to begin? Yeah. So there's a lot of resources out there. I have some IGTV clips on my Instagram at Alicia McNeil. Um, there's also YouTube, like searching breathwork. You'll find different kinds of breathwork on YouTube. Um, I would say trust your intuition and follow what you feel guided to. Also, the program that I learned breathwork in, it's PAUSE, P-A-U-S-E, breathwork. They have an Instagram channel um, and they do live breathwork every morning, I believe. So yeah, there's a lot of options. Um, But I think if you feel the call to breathwork, you um you'll be guided to more and more breath work if you if you follow that feeling and and definitely come over to my page if you if you feel called and check out some of my um my free offers too so good and i'll make sure to link that in our show notes for our listeners to be able to find you and connect with you easily my last breath work question for you is do you have a quick breath work practice that you can share with us now Yes, I do. Ooh, fun, 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 fun. Let's see. Yeah. So, what would you like? Would you like like um, soothing and calming, or would you like more energizing? I feel like I'm energized enough for all of us, so maybe soothing and calming is best. (laughs) Okay. Cool. 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 So, I'll teach you guys a breath pattern. It's really simple, and you can actually use it all day long. Um, If you're driving, just make sure you keep your eyes on the road and you're aware of the road, but you can practice this while driving too. It's like the only breath pattern that I would recommend driving. Um, And what we do is we inhale for four seconds and then we breathe out for six seconds. And as you breathe in, you want to feel your belly expanding so your lower belly all the way up to your heart whenever we can fully breathe we allow ourselves to shift into parasympathetic which is like the rest and digest mode typically we're breathing very shallow up in the chest and that will create stress in our body So breathing nice and deep for four seconds and then out for six seconds. And we'll just repeat that for about a minute and just 
um, I'm going to invite you to notice like how your body feels now and then how it feels after. Does that sound good? That sounds awesome. Okay, cool. So I'll just guide us through it um, if we want to do it now. So if you're at home and you're listening, um, go ahead and sit with your feet on the floor and you can close your eyes if you want, um, as long as you're not driving and you're not in, in the water. And we will begin just breathing in for four seconds. One, two, three, four, and then out for six. Five, six. Breathing in and out. And just repeating that breath pattern on your own. Don't worry about counting or getting it perfect. Just nice long inhales and nice long exhales. And I'm just going to have you focus your mind on your breath. So feeling the expansion and feeling the relaxation. And we're just going to do two more. And now just coming back to your normal breath pattern and tuning into your body, noticing how your body feels, if it feels any different. I just feel really present. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And good. Beautiful. Yeah. That's, that's a great breathwork practice to practice throughout the day to bring yourself into your body and into presence and to calm down your nervous system. I love it. And the four six made me think about human design because I'm actually a four six profile type, which I'm not super educated on yet. So I can't really elaborate, (laughs) but I feel like that's a go-to practice for me now that I need to integrate, if you will, (laughs) into my daily uh, regimens, into my daily habits and practices and something that you can take with you wherever you go, right? Your breath. Hell yeah. That was such a sign. There we go. <laughs> so wrapping up, I've got some questions for you that I love to ask all my guests. One of them is, do you have any daily rituals or practices that you use in your life that you find to be non-negotiable? What are they and why do you practice them? And I guess because we already know that you are a manifester and that you are a breathwork facilitator. Is there anything else maybe outside of the realm of those two things that would fit the bill for this? Yeah, totally. There's one thing that I make sure to do every day and that's in the morning. I give myself at least an hour and, and um, yeah, at least an hour to connect with myself in a, in a way that feels pleasurable and nourishing. So before I look at my phone, I keep it on airplane mode. 
I tune into my intuition and ask what would feel good for me to die. And, and I do that every single morning. It's like a little love date with myself. It could, it could be breath work. It could be meditation. It could be a walk. It could be um, journaling, but, but something each morning to, to connect with myself. That's such a simple thing, but so hard too. Like that's a habit that you have to build. Like, did you struggle at all trying to build that into your day to day? Or was that something that came naturally to you? Well, this specific routine kind of evolved because I used to try and have myself stick to a morning routine. And I was like, what the heck? I can't stick to a morning routine. Like I try and, you know, follow the same routine for 30 days out of the month. And that was before I learned that as a as a female, um, we have four weeks or four phases in our cycle, and our hormones fluctuate, our creativity fluctuates, our desires fluctuate. So that's when I really was like, you know what? I'm just going to spend time with myself in the morning and follow what feels good. But like with anything, you know, habits at first take devotion. But now that I've experienced such benefit from it, it's like one of the best parts of my day. What an awesome practice. I'm going to think about that when I take an hour for myself tomorrow morning and don't negotiate on it otherwise. And I think turning off the phone is a big part of that because it's so easy to get distracted with this little computer right in your hand that connects you to the rest of the world that can take you away from yourself so quickly. So I'm going to give that a go. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> Ooh, yay, I can't wait to hear. <laughs> Another question I love to ask, is there a specific affirmation or a mantra that you've been really loving recently? Mm, yeah, there's a lot. I learned Reiki. I, I became a Reiki facilitator one and two last weekend, actually. And the mantra that I've been saying this past week, I think they call them the Reiki. Um, I, I, they, it's like a title. It's like a Reiki thing that they recommend you say twice a day. But it is just for today, I will not anger. Just for today, I will not fear. Just for today, I will do my work. Just for today, I will be filled with gratitude. And just for today, I will be kind to all living creatures. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. I mean, just for today, though. <laughs> it's wonderful. And it's like, no, okay, you're right. I can just focus on today. I can be kind today. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. That brings you to such a present place to – be just focused on today is such a challenge in these these highly connected times where things are so we're just so stimulated by so many different things it can be very overwhelming so just for today i love that that's wonderful <laughs> so this is the soul full of a podcast and so i have to ask you like i ask all of my guests what are you soulful of right now Mm. I am so full of beauty. Yeah, like finding the beauty in every moment, in the flowers, in my triggers, in, you know, the colors around me. It, 
that that's really been helping me anchor into presence more is is searching for the beauty and filling up on that. <laughs> and San Diego is a beautiful place, so you're definitely not short on anything beautiful, I would imagine over there. You're right. I'm not. It's really it's really really beautiful over here. <laughs> and it has been beautiful having you on the podcast to share your insights. I would love to suggest to everybody listening that they go connect with you and they check out your website, aliciamcneil.com, and your Instagram is at aliciamcneil, and Alicia is with an A-L-E-S-H-A, McNeil is M-C-N-E-I-L-L, and are folks welcome to DM you if they have any questions? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. I'd love that. Awesome. And is there anything on your website that they could find that would help them maybe get the ball rolling on some of their manifestation or and or breath work practices? Yeah. On my website, I have some free meditations and practices that they could come check out and, and get the ball rolling for sure. <laughs> awesome. And I know you're always posting so many awesome, cool insightful, grounded videos, posts, et cetera, on Instagram. And that's my favorite place to connect with and follow you. So I highly recommend to our listeners that you go give Alicia a follow, connect with her, tap into some more of her magic, try out the little breathwork practice that we did together today. And I can't say thank you enough, Alicia, so, so much for joining us. It's been such a treat to have you here and I can't wait to bring you back again for some other topic later on. Yay! Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. And I'm so grateful to be here on this podcast and, and with you, truly. You're, you're doing um, so much magic, sharing your voice and connecting and and going so deep with these people so thank you thank you for doing that it's so it's so needed lovely and that's all that we've got for you guys on today's episode if you enjoy it please remember to go give us ratings and a review on itunes and we'll catch you next time i hope you have a soulful day 